Hey, Tiff. What up, Chris? Let's start the song. I love this song. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? No. Hey there, y'all. We're back again. Oh my god. Who let us in here? Who let the dogs out? We're back a dinosaur story. What? There is this film (laughs) from the late 90s, early 2000s called We're Back, a Dinosaur Story. (laughs) I hate things with colon. It was about dinosaurs. Was it their story? Who came back. Was it their story? Kind of. It was also about a random little kid, because it was an animated movie in the 90s, which means a random little kid was always the lead character. But you know, Tiffany, the reason I remember that movie, more so than anything, is that that film was weirdly too dark in places. There's a man who's implied to be eaten alive by crows at the end. Uh, so, you know, that kind of... Uh, cool, 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 cool. That asked, that made a seven-year-old Chris ask a lot of questions. <laughs> now, Tiffany, speaking of that, sometimes media, as much as we love it, hey. it fucks us up. Media will reach out and punch you in the colon and then laugh at you. I hope not my colon. It's coming for your colon, Tiffany. (laughs) I wish it wouldn't. I wish it wouldn't come for my colon. Specifically, the film Super Troopers wants that colon. Hmm? (laughs) The the film Super Troopers wants your colon. I don't know if that was a reference that I didn't understand. It was not. Oh, I was very worried. (laughs) It was just merely a thing you... I don't think you've seen the film Super Troopers. No, that's why I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's understandable. Uh, it's like a 2001 comedy. But yeah, yeah, I know about it. Okay, that's that's fair, yeah. I think we had some friends who were like big Super Troopers fans back in the day. Would you call them Super Super Troopers? No, I'd call them... Nerds. Terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is there shit that's like in your brain from like younger times that like fucks you up? Uh, do you mean media specifically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, I don't want like your trauma. This isn't the zone for that. <laughs> hey, Chris, tell me about a time that you were hurt personally. <laughs> well, after I killed a man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like seven, right? Like seven. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Ever since I've been a child, and I've mentioned this to you before. I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod. I've had anxiety uh, since I was a child because I specifically remember my parents taking me to a psychologist who was like, "Yeah, your kid is like very anxious for someone his age." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom's also told me this. Yes. So that means a lot of media affected me differently as a kid, which is my way of saying when I was younger, the scariest movie I ever saw in theaters was Beauty and the Beast. That makes sense to me. Because that film, like, you know, it's it's mostly a lovely, big lifting film, but there are, like, intense moments, you know? The Beast is also kind of intense. Yeah, like when he's screaming at her. Yes. It's, it's scurry, you know? I would describe it as scurry. <laughs> I'm glad, quite frankly. <laughs> And also, like, yeah, the whole... You know what part really fucks me up the most as a kid? There's this one scene where the townspeople are fighting the appliances. And one of the townspeople, this dude, grabs the feather duster feather duster, and is just, like, ripping the feathers no. off her bottom until the Candleman comes and saves her. I'm sure he has a name, but uh, it's the Candleman. It's the Candleman. And the Candleman can. Yeah, yeah, he can. I got it. You did. Thank you. That was the scene in that movie that truly terrified me. To the point where, like, the scene of Gaston falling to his death, I was just like, okay, I can accept this This now. is fine for me. Yeah, that uh, that part, though. Because that's torture. That weirds me out to this day, <laughs> quite oh my God. frankly. There's one for me. Mine are more, like, older. It's more like middle school in my brain. But, yeah. like, 
there's this song called Warning by Incubus mm. that is like literally the chorus is she called out a warning like what is it? She knew that her life had passed her by. And it's literally there's just this woman who wakes up and it's like the world's gonna end. Everyone needs to know that the world's gonna end. And like by the end of the video, it's like her being at the store and just like you see her like screaming in a store and it's like these visceral like things for me. And like at the end of the video, you just hear like kind of disjointed like dare, 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 dare. It's kind of the rhythm of the song, but like the guitar is a little like fadey because everyone's disappeared. Yeah. They've just been like raptured or something. And I still get stressed. I don't know if you can tell I am physically stressed right now. Just, like, thinking about it. Because hmm. I saw that at, like, I don't know when it came out. So maybe 0203. So I was, like, 12 or so. Pretty pressure. And it fucked me up. Yeah. Like, I still get so anxious thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. You are so much more familiar with Incubus than I am. I love Incubus. Yeah, you're... A, Why isn't their music sexual? You're a real Incubuster die for them. Absolutely move along no <laughs> i want to talk about this in depth for the rest of the episode no 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 no. the other one for me is the video i don't know if you ever saw the video for questions by system of the down yeah that video physically stresses me out that's so funny i don't remember anything distinct about the video but i do remember there is a sense of like kind of foreboding yeah like that there's this dread that hangs yes. over it which I Granted, the song itself is pretty heavy, so that makes sense as well. Sweet berries, ready for two ghosts or no, different than you. I actually jammed that album really hard on the plan. Well, Tiffany, there's no reason to immediately disprove my point. I was just saying the song was heavy, and you come in talking about the sweet berries and stuff. Tiffany, I was trying to make a point. That's how the You're song goes. You're me look like a fool by quoting the literal lyrics. <laughs> it's the way he sings it. It surges voice. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely Like, would've... no one can do that song the way he does that song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he he's a one-of-a-kind vocalist. That is a good one, though. That's a... That video, like, even just... I haven't watched it in more than 10 years, and I get, like, the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they had an eye for making some pretty unnerving videos. Uh, although I remember the one for Chop Suey was pretty fun, because it was, it was just them performing, and then there was, like, yeah. random shots of them dissolving into each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, like, that was just cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than this. Just guys being dudes, you know? Just guys being other guys. Yeah, just guys being in guys. We hey, love to see it. You love to see it. At the time of recording, this is still June. Welcome back to Pride. Welcome to Pride, everyone. Surge Tankian inside Darren. System of a Down. That's it. I didn't have any other follow-up. I thought there was more because yeah. you said it in a tone like it was gonna keep going. Yeah, I was rampant, but uh, <laughs> I did not have an end goal in mind, unfortunately. Do you have any of these in your brain that is like, fucked you up around a friend or a family member in a way that like it didn't get to someone else? <laughs> yes. So when I was younger, my parents took me to the theaters in the year 1999. Of course. A banner year for cinema, which means year I was... Year of our Lord. Absolutely. Which means I was nine years old at the time. Uh, and at this point, I should let everyone know, in case I haven't mentioned this on the pod before, that anxiety I had as a kid, that extended to things like loud noises and time crunches. I would sob sometimes if those were put too much on me. Okay. I was starting to come out of it in like my teen years. So at this point, I'm still in the middle of it. My parents took me to a film called The Perfect Storm. This was a film based on a true uh -oh. story about some uh, some boat guys that go out in a boat. <laughs> and there's a storm. 
some boat guys who hate boats. <laughs> Truthfully, I watched it a, a lot when I got older on VHS. Yeah. It's a pretty mediocre movie. Yeah. It is just, it, it is just a boat capsizing for like most of the length with some very honestly kind of poor character development. But yeah. that said, as a kid in the theater, the idea of being on this tiny little dingy like fisherman boat in the middle of a storm that's like violently throwing around it, it was too much for me and my parents were there just kind of like yeah this movie's okay i guess and i was just in there having an existential crisis oh, no. about the terror of being on the- i think that was the first time as a kid since i had been landlocked for most of my life yeah. to like realize the terror of the sea water know? is huge water is scary yeah yeah the, the the oceans and sea out there they're very frightening in their scale their depth and how much we don't know about them. And I think as a kid, this was the first movie that gave me like a little peek into that. You know? The one I always think of is the fact that I will only say his first name. You and Eric would not let me see Toy Story with you because you both said you knew you would cry. And I would not because that is not what gets me. Yeah, Toy Story 3 specifically. Yeah, specifically Toy Story 3. Yeah. I That's still not what gets me though. Like the stuff that gets me is very like found family. Like, okay. Here's my secret shame. The very chill, mediocre show, Girl Meets World, made me cry like a baby. That's right, it did, yeah. Because there was a part where the two best friends, who had been best friends for so long, had this big old fight that was, like, over more than one episode. Mm -hmm. And it physically stressed me out. Like, it fucked me up. Because my friends have always been most of my support system. And so that kind of stuff hits me so hard. And then I realized later, like, this was not that serious. <laughs> hey, these things happen. Sometimes you're in your own head and it affects you differently. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This is kind of the opposite of media fucking us up. But when I first got into, like, what I felt like was something of a depression in my life, uh, the film I watched to cheer me up and kind of sort of pulled me out of that tailspin was a little film called Kung Fu Panda. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was just a... Uh, touchstones to bring you back yeah it was just because it was a very simple but very well made and specifically well written movie i know it sounds weird but uh, for a film called kung fu panda but the screenplay on it is very like tight and good it's a very like just the basics essential real good like meme potatoes type of storytelling the good stuff the Meat comfort and food. potatoes yeah, yeah. Nothing too fancy. It's not reinventing the wheel, although there is a panda that does kung fu. That's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Uh, I'd pay money for that. Uh, right? I did. $10. Theatrical. I did not. Do you, you know the infamous one, which is that day that I watched Get Out. I got physically stressed and walked around my house because I got so emotionally overwhelmed by the movie Get Out that I said... I should watch an animated movie. So then I watched Coco and then I got a headache and then I slept for 12 hours because I said, there is no joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coco is a bit of a heavy hitter as well. And it was the worst double feature. Like yeah. it was just from such deep sorrow and like physical stress from get out to just, just deep sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Of Coco. Yeah, that, that, that is one of those like inopportune double feature. Even though both films are great, yeah, together is a bit of a nightmare That's experience. That's still the only way I've ever seen both of those movies, because it's such a like intense reaction in my brain when I think about watching them, that I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, that's understandable, you know? That's the infamous one, my awful double feature. That's the thing like that we've been talking about. Sometimes for media to mess you up, 
sometimes it's not even really the media. It's just where you are in your own mind space at the time, you know? Do you remember when we watched Shutter Island together? I do remember that. And how physically stressed I was? Yeah, yeah. You don't do scary movies that often, and that is a movie that's, like, on the precipice of, like, being a horror film. That was during that weird time in our friendship, because you love horror, that I was like, I'll try it for you. Let's see what happens. And I really wanted to get over my fear, and I would, like, just panic, though. Like, it was such a physical, like, eyes very wide, Chris, get me out of here panic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And honestly, looking back on it, that kind of makes sense, because even though Shutter Island is more psychological horror than, like, you know... Uh, serial killers or monsters Boo! and stuff. Yeah, it's a media story, but it is. <laughs> Sorry, you said boo, and that's the no. Only... I understood what happened. It just made me mad. This is the only thing I could think of, and I I couldn't move I on. I was trying to help you finish the thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it helped. That was my own brain's fault. <laughs> but that film is like, yeah, as far as like horror experiences, it, that was kind of throwing you in the deep waters a bit. But it was also a movie I specifically saw the trailers for and was like, I really want to watch Shutter Island. And I don't regret it, but I don't see myself wanting to watch it again for a long time. Understandable. Yeah. Who's a, that man? That's Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Yes. And it also has a Hulk in it. Mark Ruffalo. The man who plays the Hulk. He's his sidekick the whole time. Grant- I thought you meant Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brother, you're going crazy. <laughs> Brother, what about your kids? <laughs> It's like, we gotta get off this island. Pulls out the gun. That doesn't work for me, brother. Like, I legit, because you just said a Hulk. <laughs> so I thought yeah, you had Hulk. Hulk was it, yeah. Ooh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very different movie. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> what if, like, yeah, if he's, since he's in an asylum though, uh, in the film, all of a sudden, all of his, like, castmates are just professional wrestlers. He's <laughs> just like, I gotta go see the doctor, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're losing it, son. Where is Slap Nuts enough? <laughs> Slap Nuts? Oh, he would be... <laughs> he would be one of those weirdos in, like, the jail cell. He'd be, like, a cameo. Oh, he'd be, like, a background actor? Yeah, yeah. You just occasionally see him slapping his own nuts. That's where Slap Nuts needs to be. We fucking love Slap Nuts. <laughs> Do not put we in this. <laughs> I, sorry, so Slap Nuts, all I know about Slap Nuts, I yes. don't even know this man's name. Mm. Chris will not tell me. But I do know that his catchphrase was Slap Nuts, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's all I know about this wrestling man. <laughs> That's not even, like, his only catchphrase. No. That is just his most infamous one. It just feels like he would have had to be in Wrestler Shadow Island. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it slap Nuts is a cornerstone of your wrestling knowledge, so I'd, I wouldn't have it <laughs> any other way, quite frankly. Do you know what didn't fuck me up and I thought would more was The Ring? Really? That didn't mess you up? It did, but because of the timing, because when it literally, you know, the end of that movie, sorry for the spoilies for The Ring. That's okay. Uh, it ends with you seeing the video. Yes. One of my mom's friends called, right? It's like it went dark. Oh, no. <laughs> and I answered the phone, and she knew we were watching the ring, so then she went, seven days. What a fucking weirdo! And so then <laughs> I panicked, and that was why I had nightmares more than it was... <laughs> the movie itself. Yes, it was more of like, this is gonna happen to me now. Like, I was just physically stressed from an experience more than the movie. Yeah, understandable. If if I was... <laughs> if I was a horror... Uh, let's say weenie. Yeah, a horror weenie. <laughs> and I just watched The Ring and got that. Yeah, I'd be pretty traumatized. Yeah, I'm thinking I'd be pretty traumatized. There are things I thought would fuck me up more, a la The Ring or like Orphan, but how I watched them was so funny. 
because I watched Orphan with my mom and my aunt, and they they watched Orphan like two stereotypical black women. So they kept being like, she ain't even a kid. She ain't even a kid. You don't want to adopt her. She's a grown ass woman. And so like my memory of Orphan is a good time. <laughs> See, I'm glad you said that because there's this one movie I watched called Widows. Uh, it's got like Viola Davis and uh, some other actors and actresses. It's just, it's a simple Christ. It's a simple heist slash crime movie. Sorry. I, Christ movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I want to know what he just biffed together. <laughs> yes. That's what biffed. So I watched this film and it's basically about a bunch of wives whose gangster husbands get killed. And they decide to do the heist themselves. Of course. It's We've all been there. Cool ass premise. Neat little film, but when I saw it, there was about a row of older black women. And when I say older, I just mean older than me. So, like, middle age or something. Yeah, and that's like, when we were watching Orphan, my mom was, like, in her, I don't know, like, 40s. Yeah, yeah, like, around that age. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it truly... <laughs> it's amazing. It makes the experience fun, because it's a very, like, classy-looking movie, because it's shot by this guy. Uh, it was directed by this man who mostly does, like, art house films. yeah. And But, like, because it's so classy in the way it's shot and the cinematography, that every time something happened, like, a character would wander in a bad guy, the whole back row would be like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> Just very visceral reactions to And that's movie. what makes that fun, though, is it when is. it's that yeah. genuine and so on. Like... So my mom is a person who doesn't know how to just sit down and watch a movie. Like, she also needs to, like, walk around. She'll start, like, doing chores. And then she'll come back be like, how does she even get there? And she'll ask you questions. And so it was really funny. Because at one point, I'm going to go back to Orphan. She's, like, putting bleach or some shit somewhere it doesn't belong. Yeah. And my mom just went, "Mm -mm, mm mm-mm, mm-mm, not in my my house, no, no. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) See, that is a good way to watch Orphan, because Orphan is a nutty film. It's a weird, but then watching it that way made it the most fun film I've watched in a while. Yeah, I dare say that's kind of one of the most opportune ways to watch the film Orphan. Yeah. Because it's what, Orphan is what I would describe as, like, a midnight movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a movie, like, you need to sit with a crowd that gets riled up really easily. that was the way to do it. I got to do that. It was just me and my cousin, who was also like, oh my god, they're always like this when they're together. And, like, me and her just trying to actually watch the movie Orphan while my mom and her mom were both like, "Uh uh-uh, that is a grown-ass woman. (laughs) Absolutely. It was very enjoyable. Does that count as? I'm so sorry to ask this out loud, and if I do, I may have just ruined it a bit. Does that count as a spoiler? I don't think so. I think I knew that going into Orphan. Yeah, and I know it's an older film, but, like, that is, like, the twist. I just want to say... I guess it is the twist. uh, Listen, it's fine that you did that. I'm not going to censor it or anything. I just want to say, like, spoilers for Orphan. Do you want me to put that in the notes? We do spoil the movie Orphan. Yeah, actually... Okay, I I will. I genuinely will. Yeah. No, that that's perfect, actually. You know, actually, I want to go back a bit, because you mentioned this one movie, Tiffany. Okay. The Ring. Yeah, Ringu! I have a theory about that movie, the American version specifically. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah. I did not see Ringu. I saw The Ring. I've seen Ringu. Uh, I've never seen Ringu. That's understandable. We've talked about this before. Visually, foreign films are a little harder for you. Especially now. Like, even then it would have been rough, but with my vision is now, fuck that noise. Yeah, understandable. Um, but I will say this. The Ring. 
I have a theory about that movie that I've been gestating for a while, and I need to watch it again to confirm this. But if I recall, I don't think that movie's very good. <laughs> I Can we watch it together? Yeah. Can we do an ep about R- The Ring? For sure. Not Ringu. I will not watch Ringu. We won't do Ringu. We'll Ringu! Do the yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having a really good time saying it, though. Yeah. Uh, but I want to watch The Ring. I, I want to know if it would fuck me up now. Yeah. I think it might. And I want to know if I... I just, I just remember... I almost remember like the experience like you talked about it, where I watched it and I thought to myself, this is scary and unnerving, but I didn't feel scared or unnerved. I just kind of sat there and watched it like, okay. Honestly, the part that – we already said spoilers for the ring. The the part that fucked me up the most was when the the horse fell off the boat and died. Yeah. That was the part I was like, oh, fuck. And then there's like a little girl and I'm just like, whatever. Little girls are everywhere. Little- <laughs> I've never seen a horse die, Hear though. That's out, crazy. Though. Scary kids make me frightened. Okay. I'm afraid of, like, very blonde white children. <laughs> Tiny white blonde children. Like, platinum blonde. Stand- not like a yellow blonde. Standing at the end of a long hallway just looking at you. Yes. Or, like, Square their wrong. mouths not moving, but you still hear laughter. Oof. That's pretty unnerving, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whitest blondest kid. Yeah, I can't think of too many like movies that use scary children where the kid is anything other than white. No one's like, oh no, an Indian child. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, this is that one occasion where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, just let the scary kids be white. Just if- let the scary kids be white. Because if you make a movie where Tom Cruise is running around, it's like, oh god, a black kid. <laughs> That's a weird look, you know? But also, what a good Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh no, another one. <laughs> <laughs> another one. And He's gonna play one. DJ Khaled in the movie. I <laughs> hold on, what? They're making a DJ Khaled movie, and Tom Cruise is playing it. I this can't be. We we can't. I can't. I need a whole episode about that. We've gotta. <laughs> I can't. I'm physical. This stressed me out. Yeah, it's a pretty upsetting sentence to hear as I said it out loud. Oh boy. Okay. Speaking of media that fucked us up, my friend saying <laughs> a hypothetical DJ Khaled movie cast Tom Cruise in the lead role. Have we? We already talked about how I think anger counts, and so I think the Expendables counts. Yeah. That's... It's fucking me up. You would not let me leave. You kept me as a hostage. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I offered to pay you $5. I offered to pay you $10. That's because at the time, I was in my real uh, my real film snob mode. My But it was so boring. Yes, but here's the thing. My film snob quote, uh, my code in my head meant that I could never walk out of a movie in a theater. That was just one of those Ugh. dumb things I decided to like make one of my core values. You know, like when you're younger and you just decide something that doesn't truly matter is something Oh, yeah, I just for. wish I hadn't also been affected by your values. Oh, yeah, you, you got caught in the blast ring. I really did. I was collateral damage. You were in the splash zone, baby. Gross. Is what? there anything that we've seen together that's fucked you up? Hmm. Have we been together in a movie that's like, made you cry or something, and I was like, mm, okay. I don't think so, and I think partially that's because during that period, like uh, specifically the Toy Story 3 period, we kind of shut you out of the emotional movies. because Y'all like, were so mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we didn't were. know what would have made me cry. It's You know, it's not even that. Remember, it's not that we didn't want – it's not that we were afraid of seeing you cry. We didn't want you to see us cry Which, and you not be crying. It's true. That was literally the discussion we all had because we all knew that y'all were more about that shit than me. Yes, and Which that, is, I think, still vaguely true. I think a movie would still get you before it got me. Probably, yeah. 
probably less so now, but yeah, I think I still would be more vulnerable. I just, films are just too important to me. They've just been too important to me. I'm always going to be overly emotional. Yeah, exactly. Mine is always going to be music. There are certain songs, and I'll hear them, and I'll, like, one that people don't expect from me that's actually really sad is when my friend Brittany died, her mom made her a playlist of, like, her favorite songs that played at her funeral, and so, like, Don't Stop Believin' and, um... Oh, fuck. Name songs from the first Lady Gaga album. Oh, uh, The Fame Monster, no. Teeth, uh... No, I love Teeth. Uh, yeah, Teeth is good. Um, Poker Face. That would have been appropriate at a funeral. Oh, well, I'll just do the cast one I know. Oh, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. That's it. Um... Journeys, Don't Stop Believing, and mm-hmm. Kesha's Your Love Is My Drug. If I heard them anywhere, I would just break down crying because I heard them at my friend's funeral. And say so they were like such knee-jerk, it didn't matter where I was songs. Yeah. That like, I would be, I remember a time that we were at like one of Eric's apartments at some point and someone was doing something and they were doing like Don't Stop Believing on like Rock Band or something. And I was like, I literally have to leave. And I am really like, leaving, like, walking outside and just, like, not being inside with y'all for that. Because I broke down and cried. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna And say. I, like, didn't know how to express that to y'all. That, yeah, that, that, you were kind of especially vulnerable on the spot. Yeah. I imagine that must have been very intimidating. It was a lot. Because I also, at that point... In a really specific way, I hated people seeing me cry. So, like, yeah, I was very protective about that. So, yeah, and that's the thing is that I think people want to be a bit more sure if they're going to cry in front of someone. Yeah, it's, it's a very vulnerable state to be in. And it was also not like a small group; like it was like a party. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, no, I cannot be here with like twelve people watching me cry. Yeah, no, that's understandable. That's that, that's a completely fair reaction. Now I can hear those and think of them fondly, but like for a while, they fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. Music, uh, I will say this. My elderly cat, uh, we had to put her down recently. Mm-hmm. And I stopped listening to music for a while because it kept reminding me of her for some reason. Is it? I have a guess. Let me hear that. What's your guess? Because anytime you would leave the house, you'd make sure she had music and stuff. It was very attached to her by the end. Oh, shit. I did do that. Yeah. Yeah. You always made sure she had music and stuff and sounds. Because I remember one of the last times when we all saw, I think it was Spider-Man last year. Uh, your dad was also like, ah, what music should we put on for her? Like, it was a thing we all knew. (laughs) And so it makes sense to me that that would happen. Yeah. Although after a while, we kind of just, for a while, like, I also changed it up. It's like, you know what? Today you're watching golf. (laughs) Today you're watching the five episodes of Bob's Burgers that are currently on FX. (laughs) I do love, at one point, your dad put classic rock on for her. And so we, like, came back in. And he was like, oh, I like this song. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, that was for you. Guys. That was for you. It's been really cute, though. I I don't know what's going to get me and what doesn't. Like, yeah. I genuinely, there are certain bits that always get me. Like, I have reread A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss so many times, and there are certain parts of that book that make me cry every time. Mm. Yeah, that's understandable. I, uh, what's a... You know, honestly, and I'll close this out on the the move the the thing that I come back to that always gets me in that emotional state because I think that's a, a let's good have thing. a final one. Yeah, mine will actually be movie. Obviously, oh wow, uh, it's going to be the movie The Iron Giant because no matter where I am, no matter what state of mind I'm in, where I'm physically, 
the ending fucks me up on a level I'm always unprepared for. Can we one day watch that together? Because hear me out, not because I want to watch you get fucked up, Mm -hmm. but because I haven't seen it in a long time if I did see it. Like, I can't remember if I saw it. For sure. And so it would feel like watching it for the first time and it could fuck me up and I don't want to do that alone. Yeah. And I'd I'd say I'm probably the best person to see that with because I already know it fucked me up before. And I'm curious to see where I'm at now. Because I don't lie. Some nowadays there's there's less consistency in what fucks me up. Sometimes stuff that used to wreck me will be like, oh, that is really sad, and then but I won't like have like a that big reaction to it. Um, I will leave with an emotional one, yeah. which is <laughs> the first Aaron Carter CD used to make me cry. Okay, Aaron's party, come get it, because me and one of my friends you made a song about uh, I would say her name. Which was Kaylin, and I'd be like, Kaylin like Aaron Carter. And it was a song I made when we were younger. And so we went through a long period of time where we didn't talk. Mm-hmm. And so I and I would refine Aaron Carter music the way I do every four to five years. And the first time we went through a big period where we didn't talk, I had rediscovered Aaron's party, and then it made me think of her. And so occasionally, when Aaron Carter tells me how he beat Shaq, I get really sad. <laughs> Okay, I can see that. It's just such a wild thing to get you, though, out of context. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, when I first watched Kung Fu Panda, I cried, so... Uh, yeah, sometimes, like like we said earlier, it's it's more your own mental state at the time. It's a whole to-do. It and is Speaking a whole to-do. of mental states, tell the people where they can state their opinions about us. All right, you mental folks out there. <laughs> you Was that can... a good segue? Was that a bad segue? It wasn't bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it wasn't good. It was a subpar segue. <laughs> yeah, it, okay. was, it was mid. Okay, you know, I'll take it. You had a better segue last episode, and that's okay. Thank you. Sometimes we miss. Sometimes we piss. Now y'all can go leave little pissy reviews. <laughs> I haven't said my thing yet. But... I'm so sorry. But if you, if you want to start with that, go ahead. Y'all can leave us reviews where so many podcasts are. I Go find us. We're in so many places. I'm not going to name them anymore. Yeah. I accept five-star reviews. I accept compliments. And I accept very specific references to movies you think I haven't seen. Absolutely. And if you want to reach us on social media platforms, our biggest one right now is Twitter. That's at JokesterPod, J-O-K-E-S-T-E-R-P-O-D. If you want to get in touch with us more personally or long form, we have an email account. You can find us at jokesterpod at gmail.com. I will not respell it. He doesn't need to. We welcome all emails. Just, you know, no uh, no creepers and no weepers. Don't, uh, don't hit us with gross stuff or, like, really intense stuff. Like You can tell us stuff about you and have we've shaped you, but don't, like, just be like, hey, I've got cancer and I needed to tell somebody. Like, yeah. We are sad for you, but we are not the ones you should be telling. Stop com- stop confessing crimes to us. If I hear about one more murder... It's like, I don't care. I can't do anything about it. Ooh, can I end this on a very random tangential story? Sure. Okay, so one of my friends is a... Um, what's it called when you have to report, like, if someone's having, like, suicidal thoughts and stuff? Oh, shit. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, she has to report that because she is a psychiatrist. Ooh, she's a doctor. But anyway. Yes. So she listened to one of our early episodes, the hype man episode, where he says that fucked up thing about kids. And she said in her brain for a whole minute there, she was like, I've got to tell someone. 
and then was like, oh, this is fake. And had to be like, oh my God, it's okay. Like, it's bad, but it's okay. Because she literally felt like she needed to tell someone. (laughs) Guys, get in here. You won't believe what Hype Guy just said. (laughs) It was so funny to me. She called me to tell me, and I just thought other people would want to know that I have very good friends who are out there trying to report crimes. So don't be out here telling us crimes, because I'll tell. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will tell. Absolutely. Now get the fuck out of here and do less crimes. All right. Bye-bye.